Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, uh, Daniel Chen. Uh, so how are you doing today, Daniel? Hello. Hey, Lucky, I'm doing really well. Oh, man. It's uh, still... As we've talked before, I'm, you know, uh, still kind of rotting away in my on my couch, kind of kind of vibe. You know, uh, been out of work for a while, just waiting to start my new one. That's, Sounds that's how good. it goes. So, so Daniel comes to us uh, with a background in, in tech, and he's patiently waiting for his work permit <laughs> to be processed so that he could eventually start uh, his, his next uh, endeavor. So, um, so. That that's a little bit about what you're up to now. Um, if if you want to elaborate a little bit more on uh, the type of work that that you've been doing and what you're what you're up to these days. Yeah, so uh, I guess um, you know, oh, I guess typical software engineering. I'm, uh, I guess a quick background in, in CS from from U of T. Uh, worked at two different companies, Capital One and Amazon, and now. I'm, uh, kind of specialized a little bit in terms of building um, cloud native applications. Um, waiting to start my new uh, adventure in uh, at JP Morgan Chase uh, to help them do their cloud migration. So that's kind of a uh, an area of specialties in terms of, I guess the the tech area that I'm I'm, I'm working on. Um, I guess some of the things I'm up to now, you know, besides waiting to start my new job, I'm uh, I've also decided to kind of start a little tutoring adventure on the side uh mm -hmm. i'm building a curriculum to teach um folks how to program from scratch and currently experimenting on my younger sister <laughs> so uh, it's going pretty well so far uh, she's really enjoyed some of the um the i guess the content i'm providing for her building games together it's been more engaging than i actually thought it would be so that's that's always good <laughs> great so love we took a trip down memory lane and and talked a little bit about what was Daniel like as a kid. So what was probably the earliest earliest fondest memory that you might have uh, growing up? Oh man, um, so my parents and I immigrated um, to Canada when uh, it was two thousand and six. So I was about eight, almost nine years old, and I could clearly recall that before immigrating i was like a very outgoing i was kind of like you know top of the class um in a very in my opinion at the time very competitive environment super um you know, i i knew almost everyone in my class i could hang out with anyone and uh and, and the moment i immigrated it took me a while to uh, by a while being like probably you know six to ten years to really <laughs> get myself back on track again um I became really introverted for for a really long time uh, until you know I started kind of opening myself up again. You know, finally feeling like I've I've kind of in a way integrated with, with the society here. Know what folks are talking about with you know I don't know just 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 about you know what people talk about normally here, which I it was hard for me to communicate for a really long time. Uh, so I guess. Well, I, I guess that's a very short answer, a short version of the, yeah, short version of the answer. Yeah, and I love if we can dig into a little bit about. So, talk a little bit about uh, 
your nature. So it sounds like that you're pretty book smart. So if you're top of the class means that you uh, did well in school, competitive, were there like sports in there as well? Or is it just on the mark side? Uh, what, what was that experience uh, before you immigrated like? Ooh, it was weekdays were like waking up at about 6.30 in the morning, getting ready for school. And then I remember it's like a full day of school. I get home around probably 5.30 in the afternoon. Okay. Um, sometimes there's a long lunch in between. Sometimes I walk home for lunch. Um, and then I would just do homework all the way till I recall like 8 or 9 p.m. And then that's when I may, if, if I'm good, you know, and if I do my homework fast, I might get like a 30-minute break to, to watch the tv that was that was, uh, that was my entertainment <laughs> for the day and then uh you know i go to bed and rinse and repeat and then you know weekends are usually um either homework or like tutoring class that's, that's a lot of what i recall but there, there, there was time where uh, you know I, I got to visit a lot of places and it wasn't like i have a lot of fond memories in terms of my parents taking me to a lot of like parks and kind of um traveling um around china as my dad kind of worked as more of a traveling salesman. <laughs> um, and yeah, I would say mostly book wise, but I, I wouldn't say I was very book smart. I was, my mom was very, uh, what do you call it? Um, on top of my school stuff. So she, <laughs> okay. if, I, if I didn't do my stuff, you know, like she'd be coming for me. So uh, I was in an environment where I've kind of gotten into the habit of, you know, feeling that if you know if someone's there to kind of like you know really put a put a hammer on my back <laughs> to say um I'll, I'll do i'll do my work uh but that I, that that wasn't necessarily uh, a great thing and i've come to notice that you know, when i when i moved to uh to canada and you know there's a lot more freedom and i wasn't really great great with that and you know i was moved can kind of went from top of class to like bottom uh, and i kind of stayed there for for a while <laughs> Yeah, so I'd love if you talked a little bit more about that transition. So you're kind of riding high, top of class, very competitive, like you have a lot of good habits, uh, your, your parents' expectations are that you get stuff done, and you do, and then you jo enjoy yourself at a park here and there, get to watch a little bit of TV here and there, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. And then you uh, moved to, to, to Canada. Now, what was that experience like? Do you recall, like, uh, were you excited about it? Were you scared about it? Or, or what, was, what was that uh, period like? It's a good question because I actually don't recall myself having any thoughts about it. Uh, in a weird way, it was just most like, oh, you know, my parents are going to do this and let's just go. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I, I guess I didn't really have an, much of an opinion uh, back then because I don't really recall having a lot of, having much of an emotional reaction to it. Um, it was, that, that process of transitioning was very interesting because one of the things I liked a lot, I didn't see my dad a lot when I was young. He was okay. kind of, you know, working. Well, from the, the story I, I, I'm told, because um, I don't really remember much, is when I was very young, like before preschool, my parents would, um, they, were, they would be working in a lot of different cities. So they would take me with them, but to a point where I had to go to school and that wasn't feasible anymore. Mm -hmm. So then my mom kind of took me to my grandma's place and uh I essentially just started school there. Um, my mom would work um, close by and stay at home to kind of take care of me while my dad kind of like did a lot of his travel. So I did, I saw him like once a month and 
Oh, the best part was I get to play with his computer. He had some games on his computer when I saw him like once a month. That that got that was really addicting back then. Uh, but when I moved here, my parents both of them struggled to find jobs uh, for for a really long time. Actually, my, my dad was um, especially, but he had a very well. He he gets emotional sometimes, but he, he mostly has a very uh, positive attitude. I got to see him a lot, so I was quite happy. He um, there was a lot more childhood memories that I remember um, because of, uh, I guess, both my parents kind of close by and hanging out. So I really liked that a lot. Um, right. That was in terms of how, how I felt. Um, Transition-wise, uh, going to school took a while. I remember, oh man, like it took me, what, like five years to really pick up my English because I... Okay. Just it was it was it was a bit of a hard transition. I I didn't think I was very motivated for for a while to 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 feel that I could get the level of I don't know integration in school as as I did before, and that that maybe you know because of that I I just didn't really bother trying. And do you recall kind of the the first few days where like hey you're in this English speaking? Do you have a much English? Uh, training before like did you did you have any tutoring in uh, that before or? not really i i had um i remember in i remember there was english class back then um before um i came to canada and i can't really say what my level was like <laughs> i might have knew a dozen of words how to say greetings but that might have been about it it was hard okay. to understand the teacher for a while uh, it, it, over time, I was I was good enough to pick up what people were saying, um, but I had a hard time expressing myself, and I think mm. that partly contributes to uh, the the feeling of being very introverted, and uh, I was very in my own head for for most of the time because I it was hard for me to get out <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah. And I'd love if you walk through a few of the kind of uh, influences along the way. So so obviously, uh, dad and computer is, is kind of the start of that. And then uh, yeah. trying to, well, maybe being more in your headspace and introverted, maybe that's part of that too, <laughs> at least from the stereotypical computer science. And then uh, what was the process to, I guess, get back to your, a little bit more extroverted side and, and the like getting more comfortable and expressing yourself? Uh, did that, you said it took like whatever, five, six years. So that's more on the, the high school-ish type timeframe where, where that started happening? Yeah. yeah, definitely in high school. I was very fortunate uh, I, re- I recall specifically in high school because my, my parents also moved a lot because of their jobs. And, okay. Um, I've changed schools a couple of times. And high school was the first time I've kind of stayed for, well, stayed at a place long enough for all four years to, to kind of finish hey. before um, before I feel like I had to move. But um, I was, I, I recall I was trying to meet a lot of people in high school because I was like, oh, fresh new place. You know, no one's going to know me. All, all my past um traumas won't haunt me anymore i'm exaggerating a little bit um, but i also got out of esl in grade eight which means okay. i was um i didn't i was going to regular like english classes in grade nine starting high school right. yeah and that in a way um like friend circle wise i was kind of talking a lot more with students that uh were 
I guess like you know born and raised from here. Although I was you know being in a Markham, it's still a majority uh, Asian community here. Sure. Um, but you know, I was mostly talking with folks that born and raised in Canada. I was like, it took me a while until you know there was a friend group that kind of snatched me up through one of my uh, through one of my classes in physics back in grade eleven. Okay. And then uh, that friend group like really helped me socialize a lot more. Grade eleven, grade twelve. Um, and that's when I like started coming out in terms of being able to uh, feel like I, I was able to communicate and belong to, to like a uh, group and that um, that helped in terms of my personal development. But in terms of like, how did I end up in terms of the career? Uh, I would say I was always decent with math and I liked physics, those type of like practical math subjects. Um, but theories aren't always the biggest fan until like, um, and then I remember taking computers in high school, it's grade 10, grade 11, grade 12. And it was okay. all about build, making games and I love playing games. Oh man, I was, uh, I was addicted to games back then. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't like memorizing stuff because I don't, don't want to bother. It's not as interesting to me. Uh, I like making games. That was something, um, but I, like I thought about applying to like engineering for, for university. Um, and I recall specifically when I was deciding on what to do, you know, in the future, I remember it was like this vivid picture of, um, uh, me like in front of my house, having this conversation with my dad. And he told me that, Hey, look, um, son, I don't really care what you do with your life. I want you to at least have a skill that puts food on the table. And then you can go do whatever you want with it. So, you know, you're not starving yourself to death. And to him at the time, like he was, wow, he was like an early adopter of computers. And to him, like computers was the skill that was able to feed you. Um, so because of that, and, you know, my liking for games, thinking was all about, you know, it was, it was all fun and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. Um, but uh, that's, that's kind of how I decided to, to apply for computer science. I applied to uh, U of T. I didn't apply to Waterloo. This is a really dumb story, but um, we, we went to we went to visit Waterloo and my dad, when he came back, he said the feng shui was bad there. Don't go. So he said the what? The phone? <laughs> he said the feng shui was bad. Feng shui. <laughs> okay. Interesting. And then I was like, oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know anything. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's why I didn't choose Waterloo. Uh, but I applied to UFT for computer engineering, computer science, um, and I think that's about it. I applied for a backup at UOIT, okay, um, and McMaster. Um, but at the time, I was like, "Oh, computers, get a job, feed myself." I didn't really have great aspirations for my life. I right. just, to me, it was like I've seen a lot of their struggles, just trying to end, make ends meet. Um, so to me, it's like, oh, you know, having a job, having money to feed yourself was the stability I was looking for. Right. And also they weren't going through a great financial situation at the time. So that was kind of more of a motivation to be like, oh, get a job. That's all I care about. Um, it actually, uh, that, that, that actually carried through for, for a lot of decision-making when I was in university too, when I, mm. uh, when I was very job, uh, job oriented. Um, I cared a lot more about if I was learning in something in class, whether 
you know, it would help me find a job. And if it didn't, I didn't really focus that much on it. Um, and I, so, man, like some of my, so you could see from my, uh, from my grades for some of my classes, I remember like software engineering, some of the more practical classes, web programming, I'm getting like 90s. And then, you know, some of the stuff I didn't really care about, systems programming, didn't really understand what that, like didn't understand the relevance to finding a job because at the time it was all about web dev. Um, you know, flat 50s, I failed one of my courses and I was like, okay, you know, I should probably pass this one because it's mandatory, <laughs> you know, um, all my, all the decisions in terms of me choosing which courses uh, to take, I pretty much um, decided to do, to, to pick all the easiest upper year courses such that I can just graduate and all the other times is focusing on how to get a job. What, what do I need for interview um, and building side projects? That was like a big thing. And oh, there's a story about building side projects. So I'll tell you that yeah. first year, uh, it was the one of those career fairs. And this, uh, something bothered me a, a little bit when I was halfway through first year. I noticed some of my friends already got job offers, like internships from Google. I was like, what the heck? Like, wow. how do you even do that? Like, you're like three months into school. Like, you've learned, like, what have you learned? Like, like how do you, like, what? allowed you to do that. And they were like, oh, you know, I've attended hackathons and I've worked on some of my personal projects. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's really cool. And that, those are, those were the first time these terms came into my head. I was like, oh, I've made some games projects in my, uh, in, in high school. I'll put that on my resume and some of the school projects I've done. And I went to my first career fair and it's just perhaps one of the startups, uh, one of, one of the employees, and they were going through my resume. And they saw some of the projects on, and they asked me, it's like, hey, like, did you do this in school? Um, and I said, yes. And then the next thing he said is, don't care. And then you went on to the next one. Did you do this in school? And I was like, yes. It's like, okay, that's, I don't care about this. Did you do this yourself? That's all he cared about. And I was like, and he grilled me, grilled my resume. I was standing there first in line. And then there was a lot of people around me. I was like, <laughs> you know, they're, 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 I, I was so... I, I actually felt really ashamed of myself. I was like, ah, oh, how could I, I could have been so much better, you know? Um, and that, that's, that's in a way how that kind of ingrained in my head. It's like, okay, to, to find a job, to find what people care about, you need to, you need to show initiative. You need, you need to build your own, build your own projects, you know, you know, show people okay. that you're eager to learn, you know, they don't just care about school. Well, and that the last part, they don't just care about school. That, that did drill me in quite a bit as well. And that's partly why I've just, um, unless I really like the class, I would do the bare minimum to just pass it. Don't recommend that for, uh, for everyone, <laughs> but uh, that's, that, that was like, I had a very clear goal at the time, right? Like finding a job was everything. Like I had to make money so I can support my parents uh, and I could make sure that I don't, I don't starve myself. Um, and then I think well, what happened then uh I honestly never really landed like a great internship. I remember in first year summer, I, um, I the, the company my mom worked at had like an internship program for their employees. And that was kind of, okay. that was like nepotism. Um, but I really didn't learn much there. I wasn't even software programming. It was like, I, I was playing around with like hardware, commercial alarms. Like okay. I, I don't really think I learned much. Um, and then I think one of the bigger turning points too um, this is this kind of links to how I've met you. Actually, uh, this is through my second year in undergrad. Uh, 
the entrepreneurship program. Mm -hmm. Now, before I go about that, I just want to make sure I'm not, I'm not kind of going sidetracking a long way. Maybe no. <laughs> I don't want to focus on other questions. No, this is all good. I mean, we're going through your, your journey and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get two more things, but you're kind of describing and explaining everything. So I think it's, it's great. I like what you said uh, about, uh, well, what's relevant for you in school. Again, not necessarily recommended to not do well in your courses. If you can, still do well, but the focus is to, to, to land a job. And uh, I, I would agree that for a lot of folks, uh, specifically for, for devs, like if, if you're doing it for school, so did all the other 200 people, 1,000 people in your class, right? But if you do some project off to the side that you did on your own, well, that helps you stand out, right? So if you want to stand out, then don't do what everybody else is doing, right? So I think that's a, a key takeaway in that. So I love you talked, uh, kept going on the, the second year uh, entrepreneurship yeah. experience. Or I'll, I don't know if you I'll, I'll just to add, add to one too. point there. Um, yeah. Just like the, I've talked to some folks on the same idea and some of them found it very overwhelming because this, the classwork isn't easy especially some of the mandatory ones and i've seen friends and folks like stress so much over and they're like how do you even have time to um like they, they can't juggle projects and school and all mm -hmm. this stuff and one of the things i would say is like i wasn't the greatest at it i've chose all like as much as possible all the easiest courses to pair along with the mandatory ones and i also didn't take full course loads a lot of the times um because I was just the idea that like finding an internship, finding something to work was uh, necessary, not just for me finding a job to graduate. I also didn't want my parents to pay for my school. So you know, on top of, <laughs> on top of the loans, I was like, I needed to find some work so I could pay for my like own food and stuff. So I could continue to go to school without taking a big chunk um, from my parents. And that's partly why I was like, oh, I'll take less school so that I could build more projects so that I can guarantee that I can find a decent paying summer internship. Um, I even consider like taking a semester off, right? Like it's once you shift the priorities that way, it's like that's this you, you can format your school such that you don't have to be overloaded by it and you can't do anything else. But that's again, that's just my own take on it. Um, but yes, fast forward to um, second year, um, second summer of school uh oh yeah so having said that it's not like i found great great uh work and second year actually because i wasn't able to find something that was really good i think i've interviewed uh for only one internship um i think it might have been at conrad but i didn't really manage to get anything um and that's when i Somehow I was talking with some of my friends, I was like, hey, what are you doing for the summer? And one of them was like, oh, I'm doing this entrepreneurship program. Like, could you be interested to join my team? And I was like, oh, cool, sure. I'll finally need to find something to do. Like anything that, you know, if, if, it, if I couldn't find work, I need to at least be doing something that would help me build skills or it'll be something on my resume to help me land my next gig. Right. So, and that's how I went through the entrepreneurship program. My friend ended up leaving us. Since later she found it, uh, before the summer started, she actually landed a job at, uh, I think it was Nokia, uh, for an internship. And then it was me and that team. And I think I was the only developer and, uh, the, the, the team name was Healthbridge, so, which is how I met, uh, how I met you. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that was, that, that was such a, that, that was a life changing experience. I would say like if. It wasn't because of that, you know, years down the road, 
I might, at the moment, I might be struggling a little bit in terms of what I want to do with my life. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not like life changing in the sense that it would, it, it might not have much effect in, in me of the last three years because, you know, I would, my, I think the mindset for me would still just be find a job, be stable, find a job, be stable. Um, and once I hit that, I'll be fine. You know, I won't, I wouldn't think much about everything else. I'll, I'll figure it out as I go. But this entrepreneurship program got me really engaged because of the people that were there, like the, the amount of passion mm -hmm. of people that had on just all interesting types of problems. I talked to a lot of, um, I guess, uh, teams and founders in that entrepreneurship program. And they were so excited, so passionate about the things that I was working on, whether it's in healthcare, it's in education, you know, sometimes it's just about making money, but uh, they had just really amazing backgrounds and, and ideas that it, it kind of, it was like a light for me in, in well, I, I guess, it was like a second light. My first light was get a job. You know, that was the sure. thing I was driving for. It gave me a second. I was like, oh, it, it, it doesn't just have to be that. It could be, it could be that, and it could be much better. You could love what you're doing. It, you could, you know, set your life to doing something that you're so passionate about, which I never thought of before. I just thought, oh, you know, get a job, make money, and then think about the rest later. Right. Um, and it was also at the same time a a second attitude that I saw when I was going through school because you know as, as it is with school not everyone goes to school really knowing what they want and I I fall into that camp too I didn't know exactly what I wanted in life I didn't really necessarily enjoy I didn't really love computer science I didn't hate it like I was decent at it um, but all I knew was just like oh I just I'm just gonna get a job and in some way you don't really need to go to university to get a job and i've kind of found that with alongside with a lot of friends who are going through you know whether their parents wanted them to go just to university um or they just wanted to do some they wanted to try this because you know they didn't like what they were doing in another program and they heard this is the thing right like they didn't really have a great idea of why they're doing computer science and when i went through this program it, it kind of gave me a why because Computer science to me now is just a tool. It's it's a means to an end. But what is your end, right? Like if you don't, if you, if you know, like before, my end was just feeding myself, putting food on the table. But now it's like, I mean, it's it's essential. It's like it's what you need to do. But that's not what you would want to chase for all your life. Just putting your food on the table, um, or at least I hope that's not the case. You know. Right. So that kind of really given me an idea of, oh, you know, if once I'm able to achieve all my essential needs, there is this other state that I'm striving for, that I want to strive for. And the state is being surrounded by people who are passionate about what they're doing, uh, surrounded by really smart people and, you know, in a very competitive environment and where not only I enjoy what I want to do i can also also be the best of best version of myself um because and because i want to be so because because you know it's 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 hard to describe this feeling when i'm um, going through that program but i felt like this almost like emotionally attached to to 
this this is my this is my final state you know that i want to be in and it, and it's not something that you could be in all the time and it's not you know it's 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 a really difficult state to be in you know surrounded yourself by really passionate people like not not everyone is passionate about what they do and i found you know just working in school projects you'll you'll, you'll see you know you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll yeah. meet lots of people in their life um so understanding that that was hard i was like okay you know how 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 do i structure my life now such that you know knowing everything i had to done before now you know i'm still going to find a job but how do i now you know stretch that end state and go towards this new thing that I found, you know, being not necessarily in a startup, but, you know, being that kind of environment where people are passionate about their work or, you know, you're trying to build something crazy or do something crazy together. Um, you know, might might be something, you know, when I retire, or let's see a retirement memo, which, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look back and be like, yes, you know, I, I am so glad that I, I went for it. I have no regrets. Um, that, that, that kind of mindset. So, okay, you know, how do I do that? I was kind of going through that whole thought process. How do I, how do I get back there again after the entrepreneurship program? Because, you know, I still have school and all these things to take care of. I can't just start a company on my own because, you know, the financial need struggle is still there at the time. Sure. Uh, so, you know, uh, what, what, one additional thing, I guess, is that I also realized I wasn't very skilled enough. I didn't know enough okay. to be in an entrepreneurial environment because, you know, a lot of times questions are thrown at you, whether it's business or technical. And, you know, I was still a student. I didn't, I didn't know as much. So I focused on kind of the growth path that I needed to take in order for me to get to that level. And after, I don't know how many months of thinking, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go find, still go find a very stable job, but this job, but now there are additional requirements. I want to work first in a larger corporation to know, you know, how does big companies operate? And I want to work with the most modern technology so that, you know, I'm kind of at least on top of my game, you know, knowing what the state of the art um, is currently, um, you know, building any type of software. And once I'm able to master that, then I can well at least be able to work go to perhaps start my own company or go to a smaller company and be able to know what the end state might look like and help them scale from there because now i have the experience now i have uh well hopefully the money to to support myself um to not worry as much and then i'd be able to chase for this day where i get to work with people who are just passionate about what they do who want to make an impact in society you know hopefully make some money to so we don't starve ourselves uh, and that was the and that was the thought trend, and I think that bundle of things I've described just now is still something that I'm going towards at this moment. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the, I guess, like I've I've kind of described how it came to be, you know, how how slowly some of these circumstances situations uh, kind of build up to to this more. Um, more refined goal that I'm going towards is something that makes right. sense. And I can kind of think back to, to where I've been. Um, and well, then it goes my first job at Capital One, amazing place to work, uh, working with super modern technology. They were the first bank to be fully on the cloud, you know, working with AWS, uh, super modern technology, um, you know, large corporation. And it kind of ticked all their goal, uh, all the check boxes for me. 
um, and had amazing culture, which was something I didn't really understand for a while. Um, what, what that really meant. Um, the only thing it lacked at the time was dealing with problems at scale. Like, cause mm-hmm. once I've checked all the boxes, I was like, oh, I've, I know a lot now. I know how to deal with the most basic type of problems, how to build for solutions in the cloud. But um, I wanted to make sure that I had expertise in it, but it's hard to build expertise when you don't really work with very difficult problems. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, my choice then was go to a startup or refine my skills a little more. And at the time I just chose to, um, I chose to interview around just to kind of see of interview for a startup and um, at Amazon at the time. Um, and the, it was, it became apparent to me that um, there are certain problems that you deal with at larger corporations at the scale of Amazon that you wouldn't deal with anywhere else. And I thought that was sure. a really amazing learning opportunity um, that I can always go back to, you know, working in a startup. Uh, so I've worked there for about a year, got really tired out. Um, <laughs> you know, Amazon's known to, to work you really hard and that was certainly the case. I absolutely learned a lot. Amazing people, very smart coworkers. Um, I think for me, it, it just kind of hit to a point where the I found, I guess, the trade-off between how exhausted I am and how much I was learning just didn't make sense anymore. And you know, as you get older, you start to notice certain health impacts of you know irregular sleep schedules right being i get paged at two in the morning three in the morning four in the morning like any hour of the day i've been paged before uh, within that one year and i've been paged 20 30 times a day like a lot of right, it's i started to think think more into term in terms of like the longevity of the game and uh that's why i've decided i wanted to take a step back and see what i wanted to do next Again, right, same thing, come back to the same question. Do I start a company, do I join a startup, or do I go somewhere else? And do I see that there are certain other areas of expertise that I still think I want to refine a little more? Now, you know, it might sound a little contradicting here because I was so fond of startups, but I've continued to choose and go to larger corporations. Um, you know, as I've mentioned, I was like Capital One, Amazon. Now it sounded like I should be working in a startup and now I've decided to go to a JP Morgan Chase, which is another mm-hmm. big bank in the U S. Um, and I think it right now to me, it's the type of work that I'm looking for. So I did apply for startups. Um, I didn't really find necessarily opportunity, economic environment. Not a lot of places are necessarily hiring. Um, and my thought was, I didn't necessarily have something that I, I, I looked at a lot of startups, AngelList, um, I've, I've talked to some of them. I didn't necessarily find anything that was so truly engaging to me that really resonated with me. I think that was not sure. Well, you can call it an excuse, <laughs> uh, you know, but that, that was something that I really felt and all of the places I've interviewed, JP Morgan Chase, in terms of the work that they were proposing for me to do, was the most interesting. They wanted me to like migrate, help them migrate things in the cloud, um, building things from scratch, which building things from scratch really helps in large organizations, like well, pure new projects. But a lot of times you go and you maintain, you make some new refactor. So this was 
in my opinion, something more uh, unique and startup e like you know building. I'm taking like a bunch of new requirements and doing them, building them from scratch, cloud native. I'm going to be going through all the designs, you know, cost, um, scale, and all this stuff. And you know, in the U.S., they do have some form of scale than compared to compared to Canadian banks or Capital One. Right. Sure, they're U.S., but their Canadian business is very low scale. Um, and I wanted to find somewhere where I had enough time outside of work. So I could start exploring, you know, maybe start my start some small side hustle on the side, which is why I kind of decided to choose this path, and it links to, you know, me starting kind of an educational, uh, well, see 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 what it becomes. But right now it's like sure. like tutoring and you know intro to programming courses. Uh, I've thought a lot. It might sound like it's becoming a boot camp. The more material I develop, but uh, well, not not exactly sure where I'm taking that yet. But I'm gonna be uh, see how it goes with my sister once I develop the 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 very basic contents. I'm gonna ask my mom to market that to some of the other moms in the area <laughs> to see if their kids are yeah. interested. You know, um, to do some of that marketing and, and and see see how that might evolve too as I'm continue as I continue to work. Uh, my plan right now, a few years at J.P. Morgan Chase. And, and then see, you know, if I want to take this thing full time or, you know, fully join a startup, if I find something that like truly aligns with what I'm, my interests. Okay. And that's awesome. That's uh, definitely, we're looking forward to hearing more about uh, all these uh, new updates and endeavors. If things are meeting expectations down south and same with its tutoring program. And I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot to unpack in, in, in all that. And what I took from some of it is it seemed a little bit uh, from a framework perspective, kind of like. Uh, starting out with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? In the sense that at the bottom, yeah. you just needed a job. Right? That was what was drilled into you. And then you experience more and to say, hey, actually, I, I can do a little bit more than a job. And there's this other world out there. So once you realize, hey, I can get a job, I can be employed, there's this other kind of uh, folks that are doing what they're passionate, interested about. So now adding that to the portfolio of requirements that you have and then figuring out how to kind of refine and refactor and uh, I mean, you, you still haven't necessarily found that that key thing that you're striving for, but at least you're you're exploring uh, the options. And it seems like education might be in, in that realm and uh, mm -hmm. obviously taking care of uh, yourself and making sure that uh, when you're paged at like 2 a.m. 20, 30 times a day, <laughs> that's not, not good for, for anybody's health. So uh, making sure that you understand what's important for you and uh, yeah, kind of continuing to refine your requirements, your expectations, and all that sort of stuff. And I, I'm sure we'll, we'll hopefully have you back for a uh, future episode to maybe deeper dive into like getting back into or how you landed that first job at Capital One, that sort of thing, or any of the other ones um, as well. And uh, yeah, I think before we, we kind of end off this uh, recording, I'd, I'd love if you share a little bit of the swike, maybe one or two uh, areas that you wish you knew earlier or would have told uh, young Daniel <laughs> when uh, in a certain point of his life, uh, what is some of the swike that you would have liked to had uh, during your earlier years? I would love to be back. And actually I, I, I do have a story I, I didn't tell in terms of how I got land my first job. It, Okay. I think about it. It's actually, it's 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 a pretty cool thing. Uh, but you know, I'll talk about it at a different time. In terms of stuff, I wish I knew. I would say there's one key thing, and this is very personal to me. Um, it's a lot of times when I learn things, um, I 
I, I can get very emotional. And I can get very emotional when I'm learning things that I have to learn where I don't enjoy at all. And I've noticed that, well, I've, oh, I've, I've, I could be very self-destructive in that sense. Like I just not, not do it, procrastinate to a point where I just like, who cares? Um, I'm going to fail this is whatever, uh, you know, whether it's school projects or, or just, you know, resume reviews. And it's like, it's easy. I, I was, I was going through certain times where I was like, it's easy for me to just say, I'll oh, screw it. Like, you know, um, I, I don't need to go through all this bullshit. That, that was, that was, there was a lot of emotional, you know, sometimes it's resentment. Sometimes it's just, you know, in, in a bad emotional state. And sometimes it's just me not able to see the value from the work that I'm doing. And something, uh, so over the years, one thing that I've really learned is that I would tell myself, don't let the, I guess, the emotions, the anger, and, you know, the difficult times at the moment to stop you from seeing the beauty in the future that you're striving towards. It's so easy to be caught in that moment. And then, you know, I would act out on it. And especially when, when I was a lot younger, I would, I would act out in, I don't know, just in ways that was not good for myself. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm so tired. I, I'm not going to sleep. You know, I like, oh, I've, I've studied so hard for this exam. Um, and I still don't think I've, I can really pass this. You know, it's like 2 a.m., I should go to sleep. Um, but then it's like, oh, screw it, it's 2 a.m. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to not sleep. I'm just going to figure out what I, all right. And, and then like knowing that it's self-destructive, knowing that like it would not help, you know, there's studies about if you don't sleep, you don't remember most of the things. Um, it doesn't go into your long-term memory for what you study. And like knowing these things, I still deliberately choose to go against what makes sense. And, you know, failing courses to, to like, you know, breaking up, <laughs> you know, failing relationships, right? It's like being, being very self-destructive, just, you know, knowing that I can improve, but I choose not to, knowing that I could do this, but I chose not to, um, because sometimes it's like, I don't, I, I don't like myself. And I, I wish I am punished. Um, like I'm almost choosing to punish myself in that way. And that was, and oh, it was, yeah, the, the, the situations where it was kind of heartbreaking. But um, now, like, once you have a very clear picture of how great life can be and how, how beautiful things can be when you just do some of these, like, little things that it's... Uh, sorry, I'm like lose, losing my words a little bit here. Um, but it's, you know, I guess in simple form, it's, it's like that trade off, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not worth it. And I kind of went through a lot of trials and errors to really find out that, oh, like, even when times when it's really tough, it's like, you know, I would just now ask myself, you know, do you still want that future for yourself? Hmm. Because it's, it's not it's in a lot of ways, it's not just for myself. It, um, the, 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 
to me, the, the best future, the best version of myself is someone that, you know, not, is not only, is not one that benefits myself only, but everyone around me. And if I'm not able to really achieve that, then, you know, still, sometimes I, I would say I, I, the expression to myself is like, you know, hell, hell will let loose. And, you know, it's, it's a, a lot, a lot of nasty things come through with, um, you know, maybe we can, yeah, it's, I know I'm talking in terms of more vague terms, right? Like I'm, I'm talking in terms in words that only in a way only I can understand. Uh, and it's because there's, there's a lot of emotions tangled with it. And it's, it's hard for me to fully, you know, I'm winding that in, in, into uh, very simple examples um, in, in, in yeah. such in, in a few minutes. Yeah, I think part of that is, uh, I guess, a core skill is learning to, to manage your mindset is, is the fundamental part of it, where like, for whatever reason, you have these emotions attached to different things. And uh, I think a, a lot of us have been through that where we'll self-sabotage and just like, we got to a point, ah, screw it. I'm just gonna, like, as you said, like, almost punish yourself <laughs> right? it, because you don't deserve it. But realizing that sometimes the best thing that you can do is just having some compassion with yourself and saying, you know what? It's okay that that you don't know or whatever. Just uh, let things uh, be as they are. But what can you do to make things better in the future? And uh, it was an interesting point that you made about um, even doing these things and this future for yourself is is uh, is not selfish for wanting it for yourself because uh, if you are able to help a whole bunch of people uh, in the process, then uh, why wouldn't it be uh, kind of a great service to the to the world uh if, you, if you're able to actually accomplish those types of things so i think those those types of things uh do resonate with me and i think it fundamentally talks about like managing that that mindset and, and letting things get to you or not get to you and hopefully not sab self-sabotaging and, and and maybe we'll go through uh how you did it and 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 i'll, I'll share some of the, the tools that i had uh, or went through as well in that but uh, yeah a lot of great things we'll put a bit of a teaser out for those two uh one to, to how you landed your first dev job even uh, after the only uh, one you had before <laughs> was one that your mom got you. Uh, and then this one about managing mindset, I think those are definitely some interesting episodes. So uh, hopefully You've we'll summarize have you summarize that so much better than, <laughs> than I'm able to. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it's all good. And, and we'll probably deep dive into more of that conversation. But uh, yeah, if, if folks want to get in touch with you or learn more about you, so obviously the uh, tutoring um, offering won't necessarily be out anytime soon but maybe sooner than, than we think but if folks want to connect with you where can they find you or where can they learn more about you uh probably just send me shoot me a message on linkedin uh that's probably the best way to connect and ask questions i don't think i have much other social media that i <laughs> am very active on <laughs> It sounds good. So we'll definitely link that in, in the show notes. But otherwise, uh, thanks, Daniel, so much for sharing your story. Again, I, I resonate a lot with uh, many of those points because uh, it's similar but different background. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to having you back for a future discussion on how you landed your first dev job, mindset management, and probably a whole lot of other uh, topics. So uh, thanks for joining us and hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Yeah, thank you as well. I'd be really happy to <laughs> jump back again. It was a great, it's a great conversation take care thanks for joining us on the swike stuff i wish i knew earlier the podcast if you like the podcast please subscribe on itunes stitcher or wherever you found this podcast and if you can give us a review that would be very appreciated 
feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.